I would say availability is important, man. We got to be available. We got to do what we need to do, you know, off the court in terms of preparation, in terms of getting treatment, in terms of getting the right sleep, the right type of hydration, having the right type of diet. I mean, everything has to matter to us um, for everybody. Welcome to another episode of In Space. I'm your host, Chris Connor, and I have a I have a special guest that I have been trying to track down for about two weeks now. We finally found a way to make it work scheduling wise. He was available. I wasn't available. I was available. He wasn't. But we made it work. Uh, I have Dr. Shao. You might know him um, on Twitter as Pro Football Doc. I, I mean, he's pretty much done it all. Ex-head team doctor plus 17 years. He does live injury analysis. Um, Dr. Child, I wanted to ask you, well, and well, first I'll start off. How you doing? Good, and thanks for having me on and staying persistent. And to be <laughs> fair, so your fans should should thank you for your your diligence and persistence. And to be fair, when you weren't available, it was more like on five minutes notice and 20 minutes notice. It wasn't like... I- planned in advance <laughs> notice. so uh it was more on me than you so uh i i apologize well either way i definitely i definitely appreciate you um so uh, before we get into uh the topic and we talk we talk the pelicans surrounding their health i guess as of recent and going forward i wanted to ask you because my my introduction to you and i don't think that this is foreign to a lot of a lot of listeners is that you're a doctor when someone goes down and they have an injury. I out of nowhere see your name on my timeline given like instant analysis or people tagging, hey, pro football doc, what happened here? And you have like five minutes to to give to give an estimation or give an idea, give analysis on something that you're seeing with your eyes. Um, how is it being that individual? Well, you know, it's something that I fell into uh, after being the head team physician for the Chargers. And, you know, I did spend some time with the Timberwolves, a little bit with the Bulls. They do have some NBA experience, uh, some baseball experience too. But I I go by pro football doc because, honestly, it's a ripoff on Mike Florio. (laughs) And I've talked to Mike about it, and he's been very gracious and when I started doing it, uh, I said, you know, what I do is I'm the medical Mike Pereira. And uh, Mike Pereira, thankfully, has said, oh, he liked it and he wasn't insulted by it. And recently, we even had Dean Blandino on my podcast. And now I say I'm the medical Dean Blandino. <laughs> and, and so what it is, is it's just video. I'm not pretending or trying to even imply that I have examined this player or had x-rays or looked at an MRI. It's all by video. And video can tell you a fair amount sometimes. And I sort of stumbled into it. So after 17 years, I was finally uh, stopped doing it on the couch. The Chargers have since moved to LA. I had boy-girl twins. And uh, first time ever, I'm sitting on the couch watching TV uh, on a Sunday. And a guy goes down, and, and the announcer goes, oh, that looked bad, but uh, looks like he's going to be okay. He walked off under his own power. And I just sort of commented to no one in particular, no, his season's over. He tore his ACL. <laughs> yeah. And my wife turned to me, 
And she always makes me say that she said it kindly, uh, so that doesn't sound bad. But she looked at me and said, tell it to someone who cares. And she signed it up, signed me up for Twitter. I was like, what is this Twitter or something? I have no idea. I'm not a social media guy. And it turned out to be a good news vehicle, right? And yeah. And uh, she was right. Uh, there was a lot of people who cared about it. And it's just video. So before people say, how do you know you're on your couch? Look, sometimes, Chris, I'm not even on my couch. Sometimes <laughs> at my kid's baseball game and people are tweeting at me or now at Sports Injury Central, SICscore.com, we have a staff of people that will WhatsApp and send me videos and so forth. And I'm looking on my cell phone sometimes. So it's not even sitting on my couch sometimes. Sometimes it's, I'm sitting as a, a first or third base coach at my 10-year-old's baseball game and I'm looking at the video. But the video, if you get a good angle, at least for traumatic injuries, is pretty good. I mean, if you go to the doctor and you hurt yourself, I don't know, playing recreational indoor soccer, what does a doctor say? What happened to your knee? Well, I was running this way. Someone hit me on the outside. My knee went this way in the pop. That's the video, right? And yeah. so traumatic injuries. And then the other thing that I say is I'm not pretending to know. I know you're going to ask me about Zion and you know, CJ McCollum and whatever. I'm not pretending to know all uh, any of the details of their specific injury. But what we do at Sports Injury Central that's different is we're the only site that does true injury analysis versus injury reporting. We don't just take what somebody says and say it's fine. We say, well, does this make sense? And uh, the it comes the injury analysis comes from myself and a panel of uh, former pro sports team doctors who, to borrow a phrase from Hamilton, were in the room when it happened. Like we were in the training room, in the locker room, examining these guys and can see and an example for your fans. I think some of them hated me at first. But if you think back to Zion last year, we were pessimistic that his return would be so quick from his uh, initial injury there. Right. Correct. And then when it was from his Jones fracture, this, that, the other injury, because of his big guy and the type of guy that he is and the type of athlete that he is, the amount of force. And then I think it was sometime in December when it was reported, uh, basically the report was, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, nothing to see here. It's a minor delay. He's going to be whatever, whatever. Yeah. And we say, like, no, 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 this is more likely at this point season than coming than than not season and i think by late december early january we we're saying season his season is over at this point in time now it he ultimately has recovered from that jones fracture but you know we went through all the video of look he's dunking you know is he coming back last yeah. but we we're just like from afar based on insider knowledge not insider information big difference right mm -hmm. that we didn't think he was coming back at all last year. And obviously he didn't. And this time I'm sure we'll get into the hamstring. But that's just an example of what we do. Uh, trying to apply our knowledge to a certain situation from having been there. So uh, for, all of our, for all of our listeners, audio, audio or, or video, um, Dr. Chow's website is sicscore.com that's where you can follow you can follow him and his and his team 
um, given injury analysis, um, baseball, college football, NBA, NFL, pretty much across the board. Um, so Zion, as we were, as we were talking about here, um, what I'm curious about, cause it, it's not even for me, the injuries in itself, I don't really, you know, like, you know, timelines and all, and, and all those things. I'm more interested in about, I'm interested in the athlete from your perspective in your time and all the different athletes that you've seen, um, have you seen anyone that you think is even comparable to um, someone like Zion Williamson? Well, <laughs> in some ways and in many ways, no, right? I mean, what is he? I mean, uh, you're probably not old enough. I'm old enough to have seen Charles Barkley. He's a more athletic and bigger and stronger Charles Barkley, right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, kind of uh, guy. The man blew out his shoe, which I've never seen before. Yeah. And that's actually my uh, uh, start with uh, Zion. Uh, uh, I remember a couple of uh, reporters texted me and said, you're blowing up and you're trending on Twitter. And I said, for what? And they said, Zion Williamson. And honestly, I said, who's that at the time? <laughs> you know, Duke, North Carolina game. And I looked at the video and and way back then we said, look, uh, yeah, that's a worrisome deal. But we thought he'd come back for the uh, uh, his, uh, his uh, league tournament and certainly for the uh, uh, the uh, the uh, March Madness. And he did, whereas everyone else like, oh, he never is going to risk his NBA career. And what I was say saying is, is – it looks bad. It's not serious. And of course he's going to try and play because if he doesn't play, that would be a bigger question mark for his NBA career. Cause is he all yeah. about the money or is he about his team? And he did come back for his team uh, in college, et cetera. So that's what kind of what, what we do, but yeah, Zion's a different cat. I mean, um, you know, if you, shrunk him down to a six foot guy he would still be pretty thick yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's a muscular guy he's carrying a lot of weight and uh one of the things you have to be careful about i always say that guys get bigger faster stronger but guess what you're and i don't want to jinx zion or anyone your achilles isn't really any thicker than mine your ACL really isn't any thicker than mine. Your foot doesn't really get bigger, faster, stronger, does it? I mean, it's so you're planting a bigger and bigger tree in the same size pot. Something's got to give. And, you know, I live in San Diego, and historically, you know, uh, one of the most famous basketball players had that foot example over and over again. Uh, a friend of mine, Bill Walton, Bill right? Walton. He, yeah. he was a seven, four guy, you know, and he had lots of problems and we've seen it. So the bigger guys sometimes have more problems, especially when you carry a lot of weight. And I'm just talking about muscle weight. I'm not talking about what his weight status is. Mm -hmm. And guess what? For every pound of weight that you carry in your body, it translates to at least 10 pounds of force. Across your knee, ankle, or foot. So imagine, you know, if you had a 20-pound backpack on, that's well over 200 pounds of additional force on your extremities. And that's a little bit of what Zion's dealing with. 
So there's a good and bad to how big and strong he is. So what would what would be what would be your your professional advice um dealing with an athlete like that a one on like, like a one of one right someone um I know a lot of folks try to you know pin it simply towards towards the weight you know others uh you know maybe maybe simply towards how he trains how he changes his game what do, what do you think for him to for him to have a career that lasts, um, I mean, he's had a, a serious injury. I think pretty much every every year except one, every season except one, he's had setbacks with every injury that he's had that has costed him um, at least a month of of time. What would be your professional advice just to keep him um, healthy physically for a dude that? Um, you know, we know that these that these injuries take a toll on his body, but they've also taken a toll on, um, you know, his mental. So I'm very curious, like, you know, what would if Zion was your client of you had if if he called you right now, he said, Doc, um, I need to figure out how to play as many games as possible. I need to figure out how to make this work, how to um, finally break this injury uh, streak that I'm on and really maximize my potential. What would your advice be for him? Well, the first advice is don't take any advice from me until I examine you, look at your images and, and talk with you about how you got here with these injuries and what you need. It has to be a very customized approach uh, for me from afar to say, this is what he needs and I know the answer is not real. I mean, uh, you can take guesses as to possible solutions and what you would want to look at, but uh, and that's one of the other things that we do. Uh, we don't, I mean, let's take another sport. Okay, back to football. Patrick Mahomes made a lot of news this week when he said, yeah, I'm still rehabbing my ankle. And he made a lot of news in the Super Bowl run with his high ankle sprain. And we were out there saying he's got a high ankle sprain, but he's going to play through it fine. And it, people are like, well, how can you do that? Well, the way he plays, his style, his off-platform throws – He's not a stick, stick the back foot into the ground and go guy. He wrong foot throws and, and changes arm axis. And the way he plays, he was going to be able to make it through it because of his style of play. So it didn't surprise us that he could play well in the championship game and the Super Bowl. And that's what we said with his health and six foot scores, sports injury central scores. But it also doesn't surprise us that he's still rehabbing his ankle and he's not 100%. It was a high ankle sprain. Both can be true. And so that's kind of what we do. We look at individual circumstances. We don't have cookie cutter, this is this for this guy. One of the reasons when there was all sorts of um, innuendo hype that Zion was coming back, maybe the last game of the season, we were still pretty negative at Sports Injury Central that he would return. Not because we're questioning his desire or so forth, but you have to look and say, he's missed all this time with a hamstring. I mean, this is the NBA, and he's a big guy. It's not just add water and he's ready to go. Yeah. He's got to work his way into full game minutes and other things and the risk of re-injury and setback. And, and even if he were able to contribute with one game to go or the much-talked-about playing game, maybe he should have played because he was dunking. Okay, he was about – three-quarter speed at most, 
and uh, you know, and he dunked a basketball. I mean, him dunking a basketball is like nothing. Is is like you and I waking up and brushing our teeth. I mean, yes. it's that hard to do for him. And he wasn't full speed there. I get how the optics didn't look good, you know, uh, with him. And that's another thing that we can discuss. But even if he could play in that play game or did play, what about the chemistry of the team? You haven't played with the guy. You're just going to add water and you're going to win a play-in playoff game? I mean, that's no easy task either. I don't care if you're the the, the star player, uh, which he is, you know, uh, in whatever sport. You know, you got to figure out spacing, what your role is, people to know where you're going. And, and there's there's some of that unspoken uh, free-flow nature in basketball that you, you can't just add water and play. And so that's in addition to a reason. Besides his previous injury history, his big frame and whatever, and I don't know what his current weight status is, but he certainly looked pretty darn big in that little uh, video before that play-in game. And uh, there's a lot of issues. Everything is multifactorial before you decide. And, and return to play is not binary. So there's a lot of factors in it. Okay. Um, so I want to I wanna close out talking about CJ McCollum. Um, you know, I'm sure in your, in, your, in your history, there are guys, you know, in the middle. Once hey, Chris, the- before we go to CJ McCollum, let me what? ask you a question. Yeah. Do you have your finger on the pulse? A little bit. I always say if something doesn't make sense on the outside, it does from the inside. We just don't know as fans or observers from the outside what really is going on. And, you know, when I was with the Chargers, there were times people would say, well, why are they doing this? This makes no sense. Well, no, you have some of the facts wrong. If you knew what we knew, you would make a similar decision. One of the things that I think that gives Zion – a lot of grief where people are saying he's injury prone. He's terrible. What is he doing is we talked about it. You have a play in game, which is kind of an all in game, but yet the messaging from Zion himself is I'm healthy enough to play, but there's no, but I'm not playing because of team chemistry slash, you know, stamina, how many minutes to start. I mean, there was this, I'm healthy enough to play. And then he's out there dunking. Uh, admittedly not 100% the way that he moved. Mm -hmm. And the team didn't follow up with something with, I mean, the same with the way the previous year, the fracture was handled. Oh, he's fine. He's almost back. And then delay, delay, delay. There's almost an implication. I mean, so my question is, and I don't know the answer to this. Is it Zion? Is it his people? Does he not want to come back? Is he just out of shape? Is there a disconnect between him and the organization? It doesn't seem like they're in lockstep. And it actually, that's part of what I think fans say Zion. I mean, I see a lot that Zion's washed. Of course, I don't think he's (laughs) Okay. I mean, why would you do that? But right now he hasn't done well. And I think a lot of that impression for fans is the mixed messaging that's come from the team and or Zion or his people. I mean, I mean, if you're not ready to play in the playing game, somebody should tell him, don't go out there and dunk and, and look like you're ready, you know, even though you're not full go there, right? I mean, maybe that's on Zion. Maybe it's the team. I don't know. There seems to be some sort of disconnect, but I'm not blaming any one party. I'm just saying from my seat as a fan from far away, mm-hmm. something doesn't make sense. 
you're speaking you're you're speaking like a person um i know you say i have my my fingers on the on the the, uh, the pulse of pelicans fans but i you sound like you've been in the mix here man that's we so before the exit interviews um the final exit interviews that took place last week um this was part of the discussion right we hadn't we hadn't seen zion prior to um pregame of the playing game we hadn't seen Zion on the floor, I think about two, it was probably two weeks before it was a, a game in Denver. And then um, he gets in front of the media. He talks about the statement in which you ended up saying like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm fine. Um, which David Griffin didn't uh, during the exit interview um, disagree with to a, to a stint or to a, to a degree. Hadn't seen him in two weeks. Heard he was, he was on his way back to playing. Then it was he's nowhere close. And then after not seeing him for two weeks, but there wasn't a but there wasn't a reported setback. You see him again after you know a day after talking to the media. It was complete. It was it was weird. It was weird. Then you know he says that that he'll play again when he feels like Zion. And then he does a windmill to it. Yes, it was very confusing. And whether it was whether it was Zion, whether it's front office whether it's the medical staff whether it's whether it's zion's team family whatever the case may be i think we're all to a to a uh uh in a lot of respects trying to figure out where the disconnect is because there clearly is there clearly is um i would say the thing that makes the most sense is the conditioning and weight element that seemed to be the thing that both were kind of tiptoeing around they didn't want to say he was out of shape because that, you know, I mean, he's, you know, we know, you know, you say that one time um, and social media goes, goes crazy with this thoughts, call them all kind of names. And um, that didn't go well for him mentally last year. And I'm sure it doesn't go well for anyone having to hear that constantly. And then the other side of that is um, he wasn't going to get in, in front of the camera and say, yeah, I can't play because I'm not in the right shape yet. So maybe saying, when I feel when I feel like Zion is his best way of saying the safest way of saying when I'm in shape, my hamstring is 100 percent, but I'm not in the shape that I need to be in right now to contribute, especially not in the game of this magnitude. Now, now, I mean, to me, it's simple messaging. OK, I'm in San Diego here. One of our hometown heroes, Joe Musgrove, dropped a kettlebell on his toe broke his toe, missed a lot of spring training, and has been the toe has been ready, but his arm hasn't been ready. First of all, because the Padres explained what happened and said, look, I'm switching hands and it was a freak thing. And, and nobody's worried that about Joe Musgrove. He's finally coming back now. But they simply explained, and the way I look at it, they explained that, look, because of the fractured toe, the toe is now fine and healthy. But we do spring training for a reason, so we don't hurt his arm. And so his spring training didn't start until the start of the regular season. That's why he's going to need a good three weeks before he pitches a thing. That can explain it. I mean, I would think if the messaging was, my hamstring's actually okay, but I just started full workouts last week. And the game of NBA basketball is not that easy and I don't want to be hurting the team, and we've come to the conclusion that this is what's best. That messaging could make sense. But you say you're 100% healthy, you do some dunks, and then 
you're not playing. I, I get why fans have questions. And there may be really nothing here except the messaging. And uh, so I don't want hate mail that I don't like Zion. No, I'm a Zion. No, no. The, people, the people that listen to this show. Yeah. The the people that listen to this show, Doctor Child will will agree with you. That that was one of the more frustrating elements. It's it's simply it's simply the messaging, how it's layered, how it's you know um, even the organization being on the same page in regards to what they're what they're telling their family. I am not throwing pointing blame at anyone there, including the medical staff. And yeah, I do know the medical staff, and including and especially your athletic trainer is excellent. So it's nothing where he, I'm implying that he's being mismanaged or something, but there's something going on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. And if we were, I think this would all make sense and we wouldn't be looking for ways to blame. But I throw no blame at no one, including and especially the medical staff. I do not at all. Listen, fair enough. I, I, you know, I will say if you ever want to, if you ever want a PR job uh, inside of the New Orleans Pelicans organization, um, I'd love to, I'd love to see that work. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, all right, let me, let me get you out of here, Doc, on um, uh, CJ McCollum. So a lot of, a lot of fans through, through um, some season polls that I've, that, that I've been looking at um, just, Things that have been passed around, different different podcasts, different shows. Um, while CJ McCullum at times, from a performance standpoint, he had some rough patches. Um, surrounded by a team that had a ton of different injuries, Brandon Ingram played, I think, only forty nine games. And I mean, beyond beyond just Zion and Brandon, several role players missed missed a crucial time throughout the season for various reasons. CJ was the one. At 30, 31 years old, they played the most. Played seventy five games. Played seventy five games. I think he was top fifteen in total total uh, minutes in the NBA. Um, and once the season is over with, we hear with some with some new. Well, everyone knew about the thumb, about him having a torn ligament in in his thumb, his shooting thumb. Um, news to us as well was that he was playing with a torn labrum for about the pat about the last two weeks. I know it's specifically in the NFL that guys are playing through something from the minute they walk in. It's just just playing hurt is a part of the game. And, and for most sports, that's just, you know, you're never going to be 100 percent once once the games begin. Can you go into how difficult it is, though, for an NBA player or this period playing through a torn ligament in your thumb and a torn labrum? Can you go into what? what those elements can possibly affect and just how difficult it is for someone to go through those elements and still show up for work and have some productive outings. No question. I mean, look, if you're, if you jam your thumb, I mean, anyone, any one of your listeners who's ever done that, you either realize how many times a day that you re-injure it, opening a doorknob, reaching your hand in your pocket to pull out your keys, you know, picking up some groceries or pulling a chair in and out. You're like, ah, you know, picking up your computer, Right. And so, yeah, it's difficult. And there's no question. I mean, the NBA gets a bad rap for load management, et cetera. They have to do all this load management and there's still all these injuries, you know. And I think one of the biggest fallacies that people say that football is a contact sport and basketball isn't. That's not true. Football is a collision sport 
And basketball is a contact sport. There's contact all the time. Um, and uh, that's the difference. And these guys are so athletic and so big. Yeah, labral tears happen. It's something that you can manage. And in, in, in most sports, players are playing through more than you know about. And the majority of surgeries happen at the end of the season rather than during the season, the cleanups and, and the get right stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, we'll see what CJ McCollum has to go through, but it doesn't shock or surprise me uh, that McCollum, you know, they've let that out. But it's probably also a little bit league wide, too. I mean, these things happen. All right. Well, well, this was this was fun, man. It was it was really, really dope to uh, to uh, connect, Dr. Child. Um, once again, I will I will put your information up here, up here on Twitter. Guys, please. Uh, I know I have a lot of people that play fantasy sports, and I'm sure that that's a big portion of the people that that contact you. <laughs> they want to they want to hear from you. I, I got something for your for your fans. You know, it's, it's up now. It's called Sick Insights. And it's at the top of the website, and it's on the. And there's also a six score, SIC score Twitter. And what Sick Insights is, is that it's injury analysis. So imagine come football season for your fantasy team, this running back is questionable, and we're saying they're questionable and should play without any problem, or questionable, and even if he does play, they're very limited in the snaps or whatever, whatever. So it's a quick way. Look, uh, we all know in fantasy the uh, easiest way to lose uh, a matchup is, shoot, I played a guy that was either out or really wasn't going to get his carries, you know, because of injuries, because mm -hmm. it's hard to do. If you just follow Sick Insights, and you can even turn on notifications for your players if you want through the website, you'll at least get a heads up to know, I mean, sometimes look in fantasy, we don't have a choice, right? I only got one healthy, you know, three healthy wide receivers. I'm playing them all. But when you have a choice, you can actually then, uh, and and without spending hours going through things. So that might be a fun tool for your, uh, you know, sports advocates going forward for football season. Well, appreciate it again, Dr. Child. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you, let you get back to your busy, uh, your busy life. Um, Guys, this will I think by the time you by the time you guys get this, it'll probably be uh what's what's today? Wednesday. It'll probably be up by Friday. Be sure like, comment, subscribe. Please uh let me know for any questions that you have that you have for Dr. Child um going forward, what you thought. Maybe we'll you know we'll get them back on at a later at a later time. DraftKings Sportsbook, shout out to you guys as always. Birds our law firm, New York Life, all of our sponsors. Uh until next time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.